episode 22 of Slytanic Vercast, the internet's only comprehensive chronological retrospective of the world's greatest thrash metal band, the mighty Slayer. Each week, we dissect a track from their back catalogue by playing through the song, analysing the lyrics, and giving a final appraisal. I'm Mo from France, and to my west, broadcasting from the Tory parties. Covid response war room. It's Doctor Lequescence. How you doing, Doc? I am fine, and um, I chose this location because I wanted some solitude and some quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no bugger there, is there? No. Um, in fact, um, I can say with with some authority, the shrink wrap is still on all of the seats. Mm-hmm. Um, the dust covers are still over all of the desks. Um, there's, there's, there's a light coating of dust on the floor because, uh, with, with, with no footprints, um, I was going to say no footprints except mine, but no markings on the floor <laughs> except mine. Um, no, no, no hoof marks. Well, uh, there's, there's, um, there's a light trail of glistening substance. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's it's a good place to have an excellent communications infrastructure, um, very, very, very fat internet. Mm. Um, and as far as I can see, no risk of being disturbed ever. Have you found the manuscript marked COVID is a hoax? Ha, ha, ha. Have you found that one yet, Doc? Um, no, but I mean, um, lining the walls um, are... Uh, a, just a, a very quick um, back of the head calculation. Um, count the number of shelves, count the number of volumes on each shelf. Um, and I reckon starting in the year 1980, there's probably about 1,200 volumes um, going up to about the year 2050. Um, and the spines are very dusty and it's not very bright in here. Um, but I think they, uh, they, they say something along the lines of how to asshole the fuckers this time. <laughs> How can we extract even more money from them? Yeah. Um, the thing is, some of the volumes are very, very slender. Um, and um, I've um, just pulled down a couple of them and browsed them. And a number of them, even the ones that are quite fat, contain almost nothing but completely blank pages with what appear to be a wax crayon scrawl um, with sell more stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And have you found the bucket of powder that if you pour water into congeals into the form of Boris Johnson? <laughs> well, there is one mark. There is one mark on the, on, on the floor, uh, apart from which, which I'm, I've just discovered and I'm looking at right now. And uh, if I describe this mark to you, if you remember the years of misrule, um, Another man with the same given name, another man with the same given name in the newly born state of the Russian Federation. I'm going to say this to you. It's the mark of a single caster. I've got it. I think we've got it. That's enough satire for one one episode, I reckon. Um, (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, What have I been up to, Doc? What have I been up to? Well, obviously in lockdown, absolutely nothing. So I want to talk to you about something called Metro Last Light, if I could. Um, Metro Last Light is a video game. Um, 
it's a first-person shooter. Um, so, you know, uh, for other first-person shooters would be, you know, for, for, for those that don't know, would be something like Call of Duty, Battlefield, Killzone, these kind of games. So, you know, you're looking down the gun. You don't see the protagonist. Uh, you're looking through their eyes. What makes Metro okay. Last... Oh, go on, Doc. Would we include Doom in that? I mean, well, I mean, Do well, Wolfenstein and Doom are the are the originators. They are the progenitors, basically. Yes, certainly. Wolfenstein pretty much invented the genre. Doom perfected it, I would say. Gotcha. Um, so you, you're absolutely correct. Perfect. Um, the difference is, of course, Do the original Doom was 2D, and these games are now 3D and ultra-realistic. Um, Metro Last Light is... The second in a series of games based on a graphic, a, a Russian graphic novel series. Um, the premise is some calamity has befallen the Earth. We presume it's some kind of nuclear war, although it's never made utterly apparent. And, you know, we, we, we are we are following the exploits of, of an individual surviving in the metro tunnels in Moscow. Um, you know, battling human enemies and mutations alike. What makes it different to other first-person shooters is pace. It gives the player time to breathe. So you'll have enormous set pieces, as you would expect, but then there are moments, you know, 20 or 30 minute, minute sequences of quiet, introspective periods when absolutely nothing is happening it's all it's all it's all character building it's all you know world building enriching the the, the, the texture of the, of the environment we are in if call of duty is rambo metro last light is something like platoon it's exceptional stuff any any gamers out there if you've never touched it Honestly, do yourself a favour. It's remastered on all of the latest consoles, so get it down your necks. How does that sound to you, Doc? Does that intrigue you or not? Um, there's lots of stuff about video games that, that intrigues me. Um, I mean, I, I don't want anyone thinking that I, I, I dislike video games or I'm, or, mm. or I'm predisposed to disliking video games. Um, it's one of those things that I've, I've never particularly found a way into. Yeah. Um, I and it's it's obviously a sort of very large world. It, it, it's 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 a very large milieu to uh, to get started in. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I've I've never had um, I've never been able I've never been able to get a grip on it from the outside. I've never been able to understand the first thing about it. To be honest with you, I would I would happily guide you through it, but it would require you. You know, getting yourself a PlayStation. Basically, I can't, I can't talk you through the PC world because it is not, it, it is just not my, you know, my platform. So I just do not know. Um, you know, so you know, Doc, get out, get out there and steal yourself a PlayStation Four, and then we can talk. Um, normally, we do corrections at this point, but I've been very lazy and I've done no editing, so I've got no corrections to do. But I do believe, Doc, you've got something that you want to discuss here, um, something to do with what we were talking about last time, you know, like the hordes of, 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 of zombie-like armies from hell that Slayer seemed to have a bit of a penchant for. Yeah, um, 
After the episode had finished, um, I realized that I meant to draw everyone's attention to the fact that if you look at um, copies of um, something like Weird War Tales, um, which is a, a comic from the 1970s, uh, and if you look at um, obviously non-fiction books such as uh, the Dungeons and Dragons Creature Repository. Sure. Um, you know, so we, we, we've, we've got a piece of fiction and a piece of definite non-fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, made-up stories and the truth. Yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. Uh, weird War Tales and the Dungeons & Dragons Monster Sourcebook. Um, <laughs> you'll find a lot of these very, very lurid drawings of um, skeletal Nazis and skeleton warriors and various decomposing, shambling revenants um, in rusty military adornments with notched swords and rusty rifles. There's a great one I found, which not only has um, a skeletal Nazi search party, but they have a skeletal Nazi tracker dog as well, <laughs> um, which is fantastic. Yeah. And of course, um, I then felt the need to go and look up uh, a picture of the skeleton of a German shepherd dog um, and made sure they got the skeleton correct somehow. And in the pre-internet days, as far as I can see, yes, the man who drew um, the comic went to the trouble of tracking down a drawing or a picture of the actual skeleton of a real German shepherd dog sure. for which props. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah that, that level of detail is, is, is impressive. And it, it was interesting, wasn't it? Because, you know, we spoke about it during the last episode and then, and then the good doctor sent me some of these images over Skype you know, you know, just just for my entertainment. And my God, that you know, any any anybody that's not familiar with this stuff, which I was not. Um, yeah, if you want to know where Slayer are getting a lot of their, you know, their, their kind of visceral imagery of these kind of hordes of hell, these you know, like Satan soldiers, I, th I think I think the doc, I think the doc's got it spot on. I don't think you need look much further. But really, really, really good find, doc. Era appropriate as well. I mean, yeah, I, I don't get the idea Slayer, that the members of Slayer would have been young teenage boys, would have been young adolescents when when this stuff was very very popular. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I think we should give ourselves sort of a uh, a tiny point for tracking down where some of this stuff came from, assuming that this wasn't already common knowledge. Yeah, of course. You know, it's it, 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 you know we 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 we, we are. 40 years post facto so it's difficult really for us to know for sure but it, it, it's totally plausible f to me at least um today's topic um here we go any album that you consider to be perfect what do we think oh my goodness me now that this is a difficult one mm. um, i mean even amongst my top five albums uh, in as much as I have a top five albums, um... I've got. Let, let, let me let me give you a heads up. I've got three yeah. non-metal and three metal. Now, what I'm going to do, Doc? I'm going to give you thirty seconds. I'm going to start the clock. Starting now.
Time's up, Doc. Here we go. So we're looking for albums that you consider to be perfect, preferably three non-metal and three metal. We're going to start. Should we, take it, should we take it in turns? In fact, should we take it in turns? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right, then, Doc. Give me your first non-metal perfect album, please. Um, right. Um, it's kind of an obvious choice. Um, kind of Blue by Miles Davis, which I know is, whilst simultaneously being unanimously regarded, is also kind of eye-rolled a bit as Baby's first jazz album. Mm. Um, kind of is. Um, but it's absolutely perfect. Um, and it's, if you had to evacuate your house in a hurry and you could grab only one album from a whole entire genre, um, you'd grab that one. Um, sure. because the, the star performer, um, is at his best. The people in the band, um, at that point, um, one of the reasons it's so unanimously regarded is it's kind of the first and last time you get such a staggering bunch of musicians in the mm. same studio at the mm. same time working on the same songs. Um, I mean, there's a good reason it constantly gets written up as um, if you only ever listen to one jazz album, it should be this one. Um, it was one of the ones that I started with based purely on recommendations like that. And uh, I mean, um, just for once, um, I've got no intention of taking uh, taking a contrary opinion. Reputation absolutely deserved. Um, it's immediate. It's accessible. Um, you can get into it on the first listen, and you can keep discovering new things in it on the two thousandth listen. Sure. Now I hate jazz, but you've convinced me. I'm going to check it out. Um, my first non-metal entry is OK Computer by Radiohead. I think it was, it, it, it's a masterpiece. There is not a note out of place. Um, I think it built on, you know, their, um, you know, kind of semi-progressive rock experimentations from the bends and just took it to the, to the logical conclusion. It's haunting, it's dark, it's beautiful. Um, Tom York, Tom York's voice is ethereal, and you know, almost inhuman, non-human in places. I think it's wonderful. Okay, computer boy, Radiohead. What's your first um, metal entry, Doc? Um, the first one is really, really easy. Uh, Club Mon Club Mondo Bizarre for members only by Pungent Stench. Uh -huh. Yes, a family favourite. What's so great about it? Um, there is not one bad track on that album. Every mm -hmm. single cut off that album could be a single. Yeah, Hydrocephalus, um, my God, what a song. Um, I, um, true story, um, I was DJing an alternative oblique stroke metal night during my time in full-time education. Um, and um, I um, convinced um, a room full of hipsters um, to get up and dance by introducing I'm a Family Man as the new single from Soundgarden. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to you. That's very, very funny. Very good. Um, my first metal entry will be Coma of Souls by Creator. Um, Creator often cited as the German slayer. Um, I think Coma of Souls is where they distilled their particular 
brand of Teutonic thrash aggression into, you know, you know, just not a riff wasted oh, man alive. It, it, it really is exceptional. It, 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 anyone not familiar, just, just go and check out When the Sun Burns Red, Terror Zone and People of the Lie. You will thank me for it. Go on, the doc. Your next um, non-metal entry, please. Um, this has been a difficult one um, because I could kind of have picked three albums from the same period by the same artist. Um, in the end, I had to choose um, Original Gangster by Ice-T mm. um, for the following reasons. Um, as a hip-hop album, it doesn't have any of my favourite hip-hop tracks on it. As a hip-hop album, it's not the most radical out there. It certainly hasn't stood the time, the test of time as well as some others, but um, it's the closest I can imagine to a hip-hop album that at that time was conceived as an album, which you would sit down and listen to from one end to the other in the manner of um, a progressive rock concept album. Um, and it contains all the stuff we love, um, excellent production, um, in my opinion, still some of the best rhyming skills and storytelling ability that hip hop has ever produced. Mm -hmm. um, world building of the kind that you would normally associate with literary science fiction. Mm -hmm. um, humor, profanity, radical politics. Yeah. Um, basically all of that stuff we love. And yeah. um, it was also a very... Um, unique hip-hop album in that in the vinyl obsessed world of hip-hop in those days it was an album that you're obviously meant to buy on cd because the cd is about 40 minutes longer and has about an extra eight tracks on it oh there we go yeah i'm vaguely familiar with this album i think it's the first album i ever heard that kind of used police sirens almost like an additional musical instrument it's a great choice doc yeah very very good um I'm going to go for hmm, Music for the Jilted Generation by The Prodigy. Now, here's the thing, Doc. I likes me a bit of techno. I likes me a bit of trance. You know, I even, from time to time these days, likes me a bit of chill step. Um, Prodigy is where, for me, it's where it all comes from. And this album in particular, I think they've grown up by this first album, The Prodigy Experience, you know. It's it's a bit amateurish. It's a bit childish in places. All of that stuff has gone away. Honestly, get some narcotics down your neck and listen to this album. It is sensational stuff. Um, hmm, what's next? Oh, it's your it's your second metal choice, isn't it, Doc? That's right. Yeah. Um, and once again, this might be a bit obvious for some people's tastes, um, but after having had it in my collection for the better part of 30 years, I'm going to have to say Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Go on, tell, tell me why you love it. Um, well, once again, um, it doesn't have a track on it that I love as much as Supernaut. Um, it's not as heavy as Volume 4 um, as an album, um, but it drops fewer clangers. Mm. Um, so and once again, you have to take it in context. Um, I know a lot of people who find The Village um, and evil woman completely fucking insufferable. Mm. Um, but um, I'm happy to think of it as a bridgehead between the heavier end of 60s psychedelic rock and roll 
Um, so if you imagine it sandwiched somewhere in between um, or taking off where, let's say, um, Beggar's Banquet by the Rolling Stones leads off. So you've got um, the extended blues jams. Um, you've got old Brit R&B rediscovering its Southern American roots um, and getting into improvisation, getting into extended song structures on side two. And then on side one, you've literally got one killer after another. You've got the track Black Sabbath. You've got the track NIB. Yeah. Um, you've got the track The Wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, so as, as an album of two halves, um, as a transitionary exploratory thing, um, joining together two different kinds of music on side two, um, and then as a killer heavy metal album with one great track after another, one, two, three, four, um, that's side one. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. that's why I've picked it in preference to any other old school metal album. No, it's a great choice, and I think your description is perfect. For me, you know, I would listen to side one all day long, every day. I would never listen to side two. So I think you, I think you've picked that apart absolutely correctly. Yeah, it, 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 it's aimed at two audiences, which which makes it particularly interesting. Um, my second metal choice is going to be Dreamweaver by Sabbath, um, British thrash metal band, kind of. You know, at, at, right at the tail end of thrash, really, and and oft overlooked. I would say it's 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 the best thrash metal band certainly Britain has ever produced. I would probably I could, would possibly argue Europe has ever produced. Although you know, Creator will will, will give them a run for their money as well. Um, it's nasty, it's dirty, but it's also deeply poetic. You know, Martin Valkyrie, the the the, the lyricist and and vocalist. You know. My God, that man can write words. Um, proto black metal at times. If you're not familiar with it, um, which you know lots of people aren't, because it you know all, almost unknown in Britain. However, I remember seeing Sabat playing live in Germany in about 1988. I'm not kidding, Doc. There must have been 20,000 people there watching them. It was absolutely crazy. But when they played here in Britain, they were lucky to fucking fill JBs, you know? Um, one of those unfortunate things, really. But yeah, Dreamweaver by Sabat. Go and check it out. Doc, your last um, non-metal entry, please, sir. Right, so um, along with those uh, sort of Discovery Channel programmes, uh, best 10 of whatever it is, um, before we get to number one, um, then I have to mention all of the ones, that very briefly mention all of the ones that just missed the cut. They're bubbling under. I was very, very, very sorely tempted to pick um, Psycho Candy by Jesus and Mary Chain. Mm-hmm. Um, as a underground noise indie pop album from the mid 80s you don't get any better than that yeah um i was very sorely tempted to pick um heavenly versus satan by heavenly um which is kind of another one of those if you only listen to one album of cutie pop in your whole in in your whole entire life it should be that one Mm -hmm. um i was very sorely tempted i almost felt on a honor bound to pick um unknown pleasures by joy division Yes. Um, and I was very, very sorely tempted to pick Burning from the Inside by Bauhaus. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in the end, um, can, can, can we feel that? Can we feel the poignancy in the air, listeners? How difficult um, it is for the doc. I hope you can feel the pause button because I had it. I had it there for a second and I fucking forgot it. <laughs> oh dear! Hang on, hang on, listeners. Uh, Hold on. Let's give him five seconds. And um, in the end, just for the length of time it stayed with me, um, the fact that there is almost not even one bad track on it, how much it changed the way I thought about music and listened to music and um, thought about what was possible for a particular genre, um, I'm going to have to pick Atomizer by Big Black. Ah, Atomizer. Now, is, is this the album with kerosene on it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, it starts yeah. with it starts with Jordan, Minnesota, uh, mm -hmm. and it's got Fists of Love. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, um, it hasn't got the power of independent trucking on it. It hasn't got Colombian necktie. Mm. It hasn't got Bad Penny. Um, but just as 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 a work of consistency, because we're we're judging it, we're we're picking albums here, folks. Um, yeah. We're picking yeah. entire albums for their level of perfection. And one of the biggest struggles I've had is. I can easily think of 20 albums with 20 of my favorite tracks on. Um, but when you get to thinking about it, a ton of those albums with some great tracks on have got their fair share of filler as well. And that's why I had to exclude them from the cut. Mm -hmm. That's the game. Um, heavenly missed out because the album is very, very short. Uh, it's eight tracks. It only comes in at 24 minutes. Um, and although it's perfect, I don't even know if it quite qualifies as an album. Sure. Um, that first Jesus and Mary Chain album um, didn't quite make the cut because um, it's good songs all the way through, um, but side two doesn't match just how incandescent side one is. Um, and um, Unknown Pleasures didn't make the cut just because it doesn't actually have all that. It's, it's only got like two of my favorite songs from my favorite band on it um and there's another 10 or 12 songs that i like better yeah. that are on on singles or b-sides um or another album or something like that well I, so, I, I think i think atomizer is an excellent choice big black you know you know i don't know how familiar people are with big black these days but you know they're they're, they're a big big part of your life and through you vicariously doc you know they became a big part of my life as almost like the blueprint for one of the bands that we that we played in together great choice doc i really really enjoyed that um for me well let me give you my bubbling unders then since you did i'll play i can play your fucking game doc let's do that um, <laughs> I'm going to go bubbling under this. This isn't my final non-metal choice. Bubbling under, we've got Ghost of Cain by um, New Model Army, which I absolutely love. Um, Vision Thing, I would say, by uh, Sisters of Mercy. Their third album, controversial choice, I think, because I think many Sisters fans consider their weakest. I don't. They're wrong. Um, 1977, I would say, by Ash. Um, is absolutely sublime, kind of, you know, kind of that, that mid-ground between shoegaze and kind of pop-punk, um, you know, some, some of the girls, girl, is it girl from Mars, my God, what a fucking song that is. Um, and then, of course, the sublime pulp with 
different class. That would be all of my Bobby Wonder entries, I think. But the winner is the Holy Bible by the Manic Street Preachers. Um, you know, often dis dismissed based on their later output when they seem to, the following the death of Richie Manic, they seem to decide to become a bunch of accountants rather than kind of rock and roll Marxist fucking radicals. I don't know what the hell happened to them. Um, but the Holy Bible was when they still had edge, they still had anger, they still had angst and fury in their veins. My God, it's a masterpiece, Doc. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think what basically happened to them after that um, was they no longer felt the need to endanger their own lives and their own sanity by keeping up that level of intensity anymore. Yeah, yeah. Bloody, bloody, bloody sellouts. My God, I'm still furious about it. <laughs> um, what's next? Is it, is it your final metal entry, Doc? It's my final metal entry. Um, mm -hmm. This has been almost as difficult as my final non-metal entry. Any, any bubbling up? Any, any bubbling under entries before you pro proclaim? Um, yeah, there are a few, actually. Mm. Um, uh, Recaputrefaction by Carcass. Of course. Um, and I know this might sound strange to people that um, I consider that their, best and, that their best and most consistent album because I know there's a lot more love for... Um, what's the third one with Corporal Jigsaw Quandry on it? That's, uh, oh God, Necrotism, dis Discanting the Insalubrious, I believe. So it is. I know there's a lot more left in that album. Um, I know um, the fourth one with Generation Hexed on it, I know that has its admirers as well. Now, to, to save you some emails here, Doc, I'm, I'm going to tell you that's Generation Hexed is the fifth album, which is Swan Song, and you've missed out album number four, which is Heartwork. So I have. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot about. Um, so um, Recaputrefaction, um, or some of the tracks off there, were John Peel staples. Mm -hmm. um, in the late 80s um, and it, it was sort of one of those bands who are they're definitely you definitely can't say Carcass are industrial or noise or any of those categories that were sort of acceptable to John Peel's audience at that time Carcass of course always have been metal as fuck yeah but but, uh, I, but I would say that I would say that the, the, the recaputrefaction and, what, and what's the second one is it simply is a sickness um, yes, is that right? Yeah, you know, I would say they they, they firmly fall into the, into the category of uh, grindcore rather than like death metal. Personally, the thing is that they're so fresh out of the gate with with, with grindcore. I think those are the albums after which the genre grindcore was named. I think you might. I think you might well be right. So, in fact, they they were the pioneers, weren't they? So, at the time, yeah. there was no label for it. I think you're probably correct. I don't think it was. Um, yeah. I, I mean, uh, it was basically you know like what you what people would just call earache music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in, 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 all sense of, in all senses of the word, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a candidate. Um, there's another one um, which I excluded because um, it's the subject of the very project we're undertaking at the moment, um, and it would spoil stuff. I have done exactly the same thing, actually. Yeah. Yes, you're quite right. Um, so there's one, maybe even two. Ooh, spoilers. Uh, um, in the end, um, I had to pick on, I've mentioned it a few times uh, during commentary already. Um, I've had to pick uh, Demisteris Dom Satanus uh, by Mayhem mm -hmm. um, because 
it's one of those very, very rare albums that I hated on first listening, but it shot a barb. It shot a barbed sting into my brain sure. and it, it wouldn't let me, it wouldn't allow me to dismiss it. Um, like an a, like an alien from Alien or like those sand beetle things in the second Star Trek film. Sure. It got inside me, uh, it set to work on me and I kept coming back to it over a period of nearly 10 years and it made a little more sense every time I got dragged back to it. And from any genre of metal, I can't think of um, an album that's encouraged me, forced me, made me keep coming back to it and be unable to dismiss it and eventually made me love it. Yeah, I mean, give me three seconds here, Doc. Give me a bit of space. Funeral fog. I mean, if any more needs to be said. Well, I think you're a little too tuneful. I think you're a little yeah. too tuneful in that rendition. <laughs> What a great choice. Yes, absolutely fabulous. Um, my last choice, well, actually, my last bubbling under choices, here we go. Seventh Son, of course, by Maiden. My God, is, is, there, a, is there a bad song on, the, on that album? I don't think so. Annihilation of the Wicked by Niall. Um, this is when Niall really kind of fine-tuned and just became ultra-precise and weaponized. They're kind of... Mm, chaotic egyptian inspired death metal and just <laughs> us with it it's absolutely sensational um and if anybody hasn't heard lashed to the slave stick do so immediately pause this podcast go and listen to that and then come back uh glory to the brave by um hammerfall i mean good choice could there be more anything any, any album more joyous i don't think so and then my last bubbling under would be domination by morbid angel which is just so fucking heavy it hurts um why would you pick Domination and not Blessed Are the Sick? I'm yeah, just curious. Yeah, that, it's a good choice. So, you know, I, I do love Blessed Are the Sick, but, the, 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 but I think there are a couple of kind of forgettable tracks on there. And the production, you know, the production on it is a little bit wanting to the modern ear on occasion. It, mm-hmm. it just hasn't aged as well as Domination, I don't think. It's still brilliant. Sure. Course, you know, you you know, you 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 know, you you're effective. You're effectively asking asking me to choose between meat feast pizza or meat carnival pizza. You know what I mean? They're both, <laughs> bad, um, but I've got to choose one or the other. Um, so my actual choice would be for victory by Bolt Thrower, Birmingham's finest. Um, I think this is their standout I, d- I don't think they've released a, a, a bad album at all have they ever written a bad song Oof, i don't think so actually um but the, the, this this is a standout moment the production is sensational the songwriting is when they're at their most confident they've got carl williams at his most intense and coherent and and, and legible not legible legible for writing what, what's the equivalent if you can hear it clearly coherent i suppose Yes. or comprehensible you know um absolutely majestic death metal war death metal at its finest yep for victory by bolt thrower doc we've talked for far too long there let we, we, we need to press on now don't forget guys you can contact us on twitter at vercast or on email at slatanicvercast.com 
We're going to get on with the songs. You ready to thrash, Doc? I am, yes. Let's go. Okay, and welcome to part two of the show. Here, we play the track, pause it from time to time to discuss what we're listening to, and just get on down. This week's song is track six from Slayer's second album, Hello Wakes, called Crypts of Eternity. Here we go. and roll in it doc yes it is i'm trying a sonic experiment this evening um i wasn't going to mention this until a bit later but it's become relevant far earlier than i imagined normally when i'm doing this project together with you i have quite a nice uh bose room speaker uh connected to my pc um so i can hear the metal in its metallic metal majesty awesome. um since we're listening to some early Slayer, and there's an extent to which you and I are attempting to relive, recreate, somehow evoke the spirit of what it was like to listen to those albums the, f- the first time we heard them. Um, I'm using a tiny little auxiliary speaker, um, which is the kind you can get for three or four pounds, made in China, little cube-shaped thing. Mm-hmm. Um tinny as hell as you might imagine and i think it gives a remarkable recreation of the kind of very inexpensive stereo um that you could probably afford if you were 13 or 14 um in in our case probably 88 or 89 Mm -hmm. um and the really interesting thing is what qualities in the production of these slayer songs it brings out. Um, yes, it is very, very rock and roll. Um, and the production is, to put, no, to put no finer point on it, the production is targeted for really, really bad stereos. Sure. Yeah. So are you saying it sounds better through those than, you know, my current, obviously, Bang & Olufsen setup that, I, that, you know, that, that, that I'm surrounded by? Um. I'm going to stick my neck out and say, yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, good for you. Um, Another context in which these albums would have been heard a lot um, would have been on cheap car stereos. Mm, mm. Um, It's the kind of audio equipment that you you don't really get anymore. That stuff was so badly made, um, it literally hasn't survived. Mm -hmm. Um, Unlike top quality stereos from the same era, which were well built and which people took the care to preserve. Um, That stuff was crap when it was made. It was crap when we bought it. It was crap when we listened to it. And we couldn't wait to chuck it in the fucking skip and get something decent the very second we had a day job. Should should we find out how the rest of the song sounds through your uh, rather dodgy speakers, Doc? Sure. Let's go.
Early impressions. I'm really enjoying it. Mm. Um, so is it me with my speaker um, or... Um, once again, is the bass much louder or much more prominent in the mix in this track than it has been recently? Well, I, I think the bass the bass is loud on the on this whole album. I think this I think it's even louder on this song than, 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 yeah. than previously. It, 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 it's louder than the guitars, and I think it really gives the song an extra dimension. Mm -hmm. um, the rest of the album hasn't been lacking anything because the bass hasn't been as loud as on this track, but mm -hmm. I think it's louder on this track. I think it's more to the forefront, and I think yeah. it's playing more of a role, and I think it really adds something to it. Sure, sure. Let's see, let's see what happens. He watched below the land Luring victims to their death Perish to the sand Master of the black and dark Living his decree Fight amongst the seven gates Searching for the key This riff, Doc. I'm, I'm sorry. The, 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 this verse riff. Did it? Did it? Did it? Do? Did it? Did it? Did it? Do? I really, really don't like it. It's a drag. Right. Knowing you of old as I do, that's a very specific cadence that you that you have never liked. Go on. Um. Well. Um, I was I was on the point of putting something there, um, but it would have made you die of embarrassment. <laughs> um, there is a very particular cadence, um, and I wish I was a better musician because um, I would love to actually um, scroll it on some staves and hold it up to the camera sure. for you at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, but I've noticed a number of riffs that over the years you've said you really don't like, um, and... In some cases, you have wished that you could erase from the surface of the earth. That's one of them. That's one yeah. of them. It, 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 it makes my skin crawl. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. It, it, honestly, it, 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 is, it, is it making me angry? Yes, I think it is, but, but not in the way that they intend. Sure. Um, it doesn't have that effect on me, but um, I, I think it's... Um, I think it's something very, very primal for you um, mm. because almost every riff that, almost every metal riff that I've said, I, I've ever heard you say you really hate, it's got that kind of cadence, really? that kind of time to it. Yeah. I, won I wonder if that's the rhythm the nuns used to use when they beat me. Who knows? Who knows? Beyond the witch's spell, rob the crimson 
anything about this bit, Doc? What's going on here? It's not very Slayer, is it? Oh, 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 oh. It, it, it just sounds like a mess to me. It's, it's a sloppy, sloppy mess. Um, so, I'm getting the impression you're not enjoying the song very much. I could only talk about what I'm hearing. Of course, I don't want to, uh, you know, kind of preempt the final score. But no, it, no. So far, so far, deeply, deeply unimpressed. Um, let's carry on. Um, let's not dwell on the hate. Let's move on and see if we can find the love. <laughs> it's interesting because structurally it's all over the place isn't it you know they you know they're switching from one thing to another one kind of style one vibe one beat to change, change, change. So it, it, it structurally, it is very interesting. Um, it is. You must have had this experience when writing yourself. Um, you realise that you're in the middle of practicing writing a song, um, and um, in literary theory, uh, what you should be doing, you should be killing your children at mm -hmm. this moment. You should be cutting its throat. Sure. Um, and somehow you can't bring yourself to do it and you keep patching it up with a bit here and a bit there. And how about if we change the timing and how about if we do this bit in a different time signature? I can almost guess what's going on during the writing process of the song. Um, Cause I think, we, I, I think anyone who's ever undertaken any kind of creative exercise, painting, poetry, prose, music, anything has had that experience of you finish a thing and you end up sighing to yourself and going, no, I should have cut the poor fucker's throat. I yeah, should have aborted the thing before it was even born. Because so far, I mean, it, it just sounds like a hodgepodge of stuff just kind of thrown together. There's no coherence to this. Um, I, don't, I, I, I don't think a single, a single thing... Actually, no, I'm going to take that back. I do like the opening riff. You know, with, with mm. the phase on the guitar. I do like that, but but then once it kind of thrashes up a little bit, I'm sorry, this is leaving me absolutely cold. Should we see how it develops? Yeah. Board. Um, well, um, there's two things I want to say here. And the first thing I want to say is the horse is dead. Mm. The horse is dead. It's decomposing and the flies are beginning to lay their eggs on it. Stop fucking flogging it. <laughs> um, well, sorry, Doc. You, you, two things. My apologies. Um, and the other one was um, the expression for this in, in, in engineering, in mechanical and other engineering, is, is, is crufty. Um, and it's when you 
at the end of a project or the end of a build process, you end up with a piece of machinery which you've had to weld so many plates onto to stop it shaking itself to bits and put so many gears to match the RPM of one part to another RPM. And you end up with bits of shims hammered in between the washers and the whole thing's a mess. Um, It never works the way it should. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've just got this word crufty. Crufty. Um, I like it. I like it. Crufty. This is better. There's a, there's a bit of atmosphere going on here. You know that 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 riff's the riff's quite nice. The, like the double strumming's quite nice, and that, and that and that solo that's just kicking in from that that's a Jeff solo, by the way. That you know there is real kind of um, you know that there's a haunting quality to it. So at least now we've got some ambiance, you know. Oh, um, it's a brilliantly morbid uh, morbid solo. Yeah. Um, I love the solo. Yeah, uh, and uh, there was even a great Lombardo fill just then as sure. well. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, because I can't stop moaning, there have been at least four occasions in this song where there's been that there would have been a space for an excellent drum fill and it would have added something to it. Yeah. And I can't help, I, I couldn't help thinking to myself at those moments, you know what? Sepultura would not have squandered that moment. No, I think they're trying something different here. This seems to me like a like a deliberate choice. We, you know, we 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 we're not going to do the things we normally do. We're going to experiment a little. We're going to go a little bit prog metal on on people's asses and 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 just see what shakes down in the mix. Now, unfortunately for me, it's not working particularly. But 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 I admire the experiment. Um, I kind of do and I kind of don't. There's a place for experimentation. There's a time and a place for experimentation. And the time is in rehearsal and the place is in the practice room. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I mean, this is why bands release B-sides and outtakes collections, um, you know, on, on a cheap medium. Uh, you know, on on a three pound cassette or something that, that is, is is typically what would happen mm. to gather all of the failed experiments together and you know strictly for fans only. Um, it's this kind of it's coming off of your question that's made me so ill disposed towards this kind of thing because I can think of since we had that discussion I've been able to think of at least a dozen maybe as many as twenty albums which have missed out on being perfect albums because the people putting together the album couldn't resist their bit of self-indulgence and they couldn't resist chucking in the experimental track or yeah. the track yeah. that they really liked. Of course, yeah, of course. It's just the artist ego, isn't it, at work, unfortunately. you know. Let's see what's happening. Come on. <laughs> Oh, hell, devil comes 
it's it's like they're taking the piss review. That, that is so that is so terrible. They're mm. taking the piss, aren't they, Doc? Um, I'm all at sea on what it is they're actually doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I started off, um, like I said, very much of the opinion that it's a bad idea that they kept trying to patch. They kept trying to glue pit bits onto to make it work. Then you said you thought it was a deliberate choice and it was an experiment and it was an attempt to go a bit prog. Um, and I thought, yeah, uh, it could very well be a failed experiment. Mm-hmm. But um, then you said it sounds like they're taking the piss. And that kind of makes sense. As the lackadaisicalness and the sloppiness, um, it sounds like contractual obligation stuff. Yeah, it, it sounds really like does. There's no effort. Thing. There's no effort can, here. No, uh, it sounds like the kind of thing... Um, a band would slap together under duress in a week um, to put together the album that they had to make before they could quit the shady label and the shady manager yep. with at that moment. Yeah, I agree. This, 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 this sounds, frankly, amateurish at this point. Yeah, yeah. And um, just a quick question. This is a short album too, isn't it? Uh, well, no, not particularly. It's like 45 minutes, but it's seven songs. So not many yeah. songs, but but not a short album, if you see what I mean. Sure. Um, yeah. And this is the longest song, we were that, and that's the most curious thing. If it is contractual ob- obligation, and you've just got to slap something together, surely you make that like a three-minute, just throw-away thing. But th- this, this this is the longest song on the album. This is six and a half minutes long. Um, I th- you'd, you'd have to see the contract. Um, the yeah. contract could have a definition of... Um, you know, an album of 45 minutes length. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. so could be like a, a duration stipulation. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's, honestly, we've got two minutes left. Come on, let's get this over with. See, I like this bit. I like Tom's scream, and I like this kind of phase guitar, kind of mellow. You know, I, I don't even know how to classify this riff, really. It's not metal, it's not rock. I don't really know where to place it, but but I like this riff. Um, It's borderline psych, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit um, trippy, isn't you, it? Yeah, um, you, you you could put that on um, a, a, a West Coast psychedelic album. Well, you know, no. I thought you know, if, if, if that was on a Doors album, it wouldn't be out of place, would it? No, I don't think it would. You know. Um... So they've sped up, but but still, I, I I can't help but notice that there's just no passion to it. There's no heart to it. It it, it really feels half baked. Um, here's another idea: Is it some sort of wastebasket? Is it some sort of dumping ground mm. for a ton of 
I suppose individually, some of them are not bad ideas and some of them are pretty cool ideas, but it has the... Now, I of all people should appreciate this or, or should like it for this. Um, it sounds like a sort of misbegotten thing stitched together from the unwanted leavings off of a bunch of other stuff. Sure. Yeah, it's possible, isn't it? Yeah, you, you know, you, you know, we... we, we, we We've all got our bag of riffs, haven't we? We've all got our bag of riffs and you, and you pluck them out. And sometimes you get sick of the fact that, that that one riff is still there and you just want to slam it into a track somewhere. And, and maybe they've just taken a bunch of them and chucked them all together and, and, and see what happens. Yeah, um, it's definitely one of those Slayer tracks that's more entertaining to talk about than it is to listen to. Yeah, it did. It, it, well, we've, we've got one minute. I'm sorry, listeners. We, we, I don't want to be a, a Johnny Downer, but... Frankly, this is shit. We've got one minute to go. I'm going to press play, Doc, and I'm going to go for a wee. That's how annoyed I am. the sixth track of Hello Waits called Crips of Eternity. Doc, I hated that. I hated it. What, what, what's my problem? What's my problem? <clears throat> um, I don't think you've got a problem. Um, here is my take on it. Um, it's a complete fucking mess. Mm. Uh, it's not even a song. Mm -hmm. I don't think um, it's a song. There's no structure to it. There's, there's no coherence. It's got the quality of something that happened to progressive rock bands very frequently in the mid-70s. Um, and what they would frequently do is take their grandiloquent posturing um, and wanting to compose and wanting to do things with different sections and a kind of symphonic structure. And what they would very often, because... It turns out, you know, that they might have been great musicians, but not many of them were actually great composers. So what they ended up with was, some, was, was something that was sort of a primer textbook example of a symphonic structure, but they didn't actually have the chops as composers um, to pull it off together, together as a single thing. So you ended up with the inevitable double concept album um, that sounded like a bunch of stuff they'd recorded in the studio, chopped the tape up into little bits, tossed them all in the air, um, gone away to get stoned, and then the poor production editor or the producer was left picking up all these bits of tape um, and eventually said, fuck this, glued them all back together in some kind of order, ran them through the mastering machine, and that's what the album was like. It's sort of like that in miniature, and compared to that stuff... 
compared to that stuff, this is infinitely better because it's only about five minutes long. That's true. You're right. It's not yeah. 19 minutes long. Yeah. I mean, you know, for me, the, it, it's so incoherent. Um, I mean, but, you know, my bullet points, I, I, I love Jeff's, Jeff's opening solo. Really atmospheric. Really, really, really cool. Um, I hated the, the verse riff in particular. It made my skin crawl. It made me feel really, really uncomfortable. Um, sloppy changes between there were no transitions it was just like a s- sloppy changes into into alternate riffs that didn't make any sense it sounds really dated and that's a strange thing to say because of course you know we're talking about music that was recorded in 1984 released in 1985 of course it's all dated but this track in particular stands out to me this sounds more dated than anything off show no mercy in my opinion um, you've got the. I'm, I'm sorry, it's a litany. It's a litany. I, I, I apologise, Doc. Um, that high pitched squeal section where Tom's kind of matching his voice to the high pitched squeal on the guitar. Oh my fucking god, that was obnoxious. Um, I don't know what they were thinking. Structurally complex for no for no reason at all. Oh, I mean, I could go on. I could go on, but I won't. Um. I'm not going to encourage you to go on because um, there's something much more fun coming up in the next section. Is that, are you priming me there to introduce the, the lyrics? Oh, I absolutely am. Let's move on. Welcome to part three of the show that we call Evil Speak. Here, we read through and dissect the lyrics that Tom is generally bawling in our Ugly faces. So here goes. Verse one. Yes, to those don't know. He walks below the land. Luring victims to their death. Perish to the sand. Master of the black and dark. Living his decree. Fight amongst the seven gates. Searching for the key. Devious to those unknown, he walks below the land, luring victims to their death, perish to the sand, master of the blackened arts, living his decree, thrives among the seven gates, search, search me, searching for the keys, searching for the keys. Look on the table, guys. That's where they normally are. There is so so much gold. There is so much gold here. Um, Come on, Doc. Let rip. uh, Well, I'm going to have to repeat this line um, and then ask a question. Devious to those unknown, he walks below the land. What the fuck? Seriously, <laughs> what does that even mean? It means Devious nothing, to it? those unknown, he walks below the... <laughs> what? I know. Uh, I, know. I mean, I, I've got, I can bring almost no meaningful criticism to this, so I'm just going to say, <laughs> Devious to those unknown, he walks below the line. I know, I know. It's, um, it's, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. Uh, Alluring victims to their death perish <laughs> to the sand. I think that's a typo. I've listened to that because I, I heard the word alluring. I, I read the word alluring and I thought, no. So I, I've listened to it several times. It's clearly luring, which, which at least is grammatically correct. 
you know, um, alluring victims. But but you are right. Everywhere you look, it does say alluring. It can't be alluring victims to their death. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be so much better if it was. Um, you know, I mean, alluring victims to their death. Um, make sense of that sentence, and that's just not what I want at the moment. Don't get bollocks. I want it to be complete bollocks. Oh, um, what is his decree, Doc? Come on, let's, let's try and let's try and fathom some sense from this. Master of the Black and Arts, living his decree. I don't bloody know. How do you expect me to know? Um, you know? You're expecting me to work out what his decree is. Would you give me a clue in the fucking song lyrics, please? The thing is. You know, I don't insist on lyrics making sense. It doesn't matter, really, at the end of the day. But these aren't even, like, cool metal lyrics, are they? You know, there's nothing, like, dark and sinister about this. No, absolutely awful. An awful first verse. Shall we move on to the second verse? Because that's... Well, mate, um, I I just need you to make a side note. I need you to make a side note of one of those unintentional bits of um, uh, amusing slayer mildness here. Thrives amongst the seven gates, searching for the key. Just <laughs> thrives amongst the seven gates. I've just got this image in my head. Um, do you remember Woolascoat Park? Of course. I mean, who doesn't? Um, Woolascoat Park, and I counted them, has seven gates. <laughs> and we, and we thrive there on occasion. That's right. And I, I, I just... <laughs> Can't get this out. Whoever is the protagonist of the song, whatever demon or serial killer or whatever it is, like taking a six pack of Scrumpy Jack and some Evo stick and thriving <laughs> amongst the seven days. Yes, yes. And, and, and presumably um, he's got no way of getting into his horrible, disgusting one room bed sit in Lai because he's lost his keys and his right. Yeah, it, basically, so this song so far is about a yam yam in Wollaskoe Park who's lost his keys. Right, that's what we've learned. Here we go. Um, who's got absolutely shit faced on very cheap intoxicants <laughs> on frosty jacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the chorus. I have seen the darkened depths of hell, sorcery beyond the witch's spell, robbed the crypts of death's eternity, killed the priest, and cursed him endlessly. Now, I have to say, I really fucking like those four lines. I mean, at least, you know, there's some kind of narrative, there's an image being you know, being formed in the brain, and, it, and it's metal as fuck. So I've got, I've got no problem with these four lines. Sure. Um- so those are quite good metal lyrics, and I've got yeah. no yeah. business being discussed here. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah, yeah. You know, just great, great, strong, goth horror stuff, isn't it, that chorus? Um, here we go. So verse two. Sounds of evil incantation, fill the murky night. Free the devil's knife of hell, unleash the growing fight. Directing power forcibly, the fire of hell's cast. Resurrect. Chance, <laughs> what? Chance, chance of evil incantation. 
Feel the murky night. <laughs> Three devils, knights of hell, unleash their growing spite. Directing power forcibly, the fire of hell is cast. Resurrect from crypts of death, a demon from the past. But, but you know, but I mean, it's funny. I mean, you know, chance of evil. I mean, any 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 reference to evil chance is always going to make me chuckle. <laughs> and the choice of adjective of murky is. <laughs> you know, when, when I've done my dishes, the water. <laughs> There's nothing evil about it, but you know. Um, but of course, again, the, 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 I think there is a, there is a sense of of darkness to to, to to this verse, which far surpasses the first. That, that first verse was so laughable. The, 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 you know, by comparison, this you know the, the, this this is you know the, 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 on a level way beyond anything we've seen so far in this song. Oh, um, that couplet, I, I really like. Um, Directing power forcibly, the fire of hell is cast. Resurrect from crypts of death, a demon from the past. Exactly. I love that. Good stuff. Great. Yeah, good stuff. The Knights of Hell are back, Doc. We, we were talking about in the in the introduction. They're back again, our friends. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, except in the context of these lyrics, we presume um, seeing the Knights of Hell um, is... As a result of a bit too much Evo stick to go along with, this, with, this jack on, with, with the frosty jack on this one, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, if you're if you are in, in in a park in the black country, snuffing glue, it is like <laughs> searching for your keys. Searching for your keys, you are likely to encounter <laughs> nights of hell at some point. Um, Absolutely. And anything to say about these lines? But you know, I've almost given up by this point on this song. It's a great couplet. It's a great couplet. Two, yeah. Um, uh, like I say, that we've we've got the chorus, which is quite good, and therefore has no business being discussed in the context of this song. That's right. We'll so, ignore that. Um, yeah, let's move on to the next verse. That's that, that, that horrible breakdown, that, that high-pitched breakdown that they do. Here we go. Quit with fear. Violent fear, broken seal. Ow, hell. Devil come searching for your fear. So, still you're not able to see your face on the layer Cringe with fear. Violate the unbroken seal of hell. Death will come searching for your mere soul. Still, you are eager to seek your fate. All that lie here are remains of death. Um, hmm. Almost any one of those lines could be a good line if it was surrounded by better lines yeah. or ones that had meter or rhymed. Sure. Um, all that lie here are the remains of death. Um, that's one of those sort of very abstracted, borderline meaningless, but somehow chilling lines that I associate with primitive black metal. Mm -hmm. uh, but the rest of it, I mean, it, it's, it's not a verse. It's not in any meaningful way the verse of a song. I'm going to have to go back over this again and, and see if I can make sense with it, if I read it Come out on. loud. Come on, you should with fear violate the unbroken seal of hell death will come searching for your mere soul still you are eager to seek your fate 
all that lie here are the remains of death. I mean, to me, um, if I'm being really generous, you've got that kind of Hellraiser vibe going on. You know, in the original Hellraiser movie, Pinhead arrives. And is it Kirsty has invoked the Cenobites using the, using the box? Yes. And they, they arrive, and, 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 and Pinhead says something to her like, um, you know, um, what is it? You know, we... we, we we, we obviously you've got the we will tear your soul apart stuff, but but he also says things about you know we, we are here to bring passion and pain and all this kind of stuff, and and to me that's kind of a little bit the vibe of this verse. This it seems to me this is talking about a person that is dream almost like dreaming <coughs> of going to hell, wants to go to hell, and this is almost like the the demon, or maybe uh, who knows is maybe this is Satan himself saying you know. Be careful what you wish for, because you know I will grant it to you, and it will be—it will not be what you hoped it was. Basically, sure. I mean, there's there's the vestiges of some ideas, like the rest of the song. Actually, there's the vestiges of some ideas that would be interesting, chilling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, ideas if they were better, but they're yeah. not. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and I, I've got enough imagination to work with those ideas myself. I've got no use for these lyrics unless you're going to help me a bit. Sure. Unless you're going to add, sure. uh, unless you're going to add a bit of patina, a bit of colour, um, unless you're going to assist with me imagining this. And now I'm resentful again because it's like, well, I, I'm, I'm not doing all your work for you, Slayer. Exactly. They've got to do some of the legwork too. I totally agree. Um, Okay, let, 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 the next little section here, we've got five lines. Grinding bones, screaming skulls, broken by the lapse of time, decay to powder, ashes to dust, diminishing, disintegrating, man's soul and mind. I quite like this little section here because it's quite existential, isn't it? You know, this is ultimately yes. going to happen to all of us. I don't really know what the screaming skulls refers to, apart from, you know, those horrible flaming skulls in Doom. Um, I, I can't possibly imagine what that could be. Um, broken by the lapse of time. See, I quite like that. That's quite poetic, isn't it? You know, ultimately, Father Time will arrive and entropy will destroy your corporeal form basically i've got no yes. problem that. it's quite elegant actually so to be fair these five lines i rather like doc what about you yeah i mean increasingly i'm just getting more and more annoyed by this because there are some there are the very very beginnings of some interesting philosophical ideas i would really like some more help to be able to imagine what it is they're talking about what you have here is the equivalent of something that's sold to you as pornography. Mm -hmm. When you watch it, it doesn't contain any remotely sexual or arousing imagery. Um, and um, at the end, um, someone basically holds up an intertitle card um, that says something like, well, you already know how to masturbate. Can't you just do that? It does feel as if there are many fingers in this lyrical pie and, 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 and you, know, you know spoilers for the details coming in the next section but it it is true you know this track is credited lyrically to Tom Araya, Jeff Hanneman and Kerry King so that you know to write these lyrics took three brains doc what do you think about that 
<laughs> well, I don't know about you, but um, I think I can see uh, the, the the ten thumbs of Kerry King all over these lyrics. <laughs> but he certainly didn't. La- he certainly didn't write those last five lines because they make some fucking sense. That's yes. true. Um, okay, come on, let, 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 let's get through this. Here we go. We've got four lines to go. Here we go. Empty space tracks throughout. I make my claim. Disease engulfs, covers the world, my kingdom, my domain. Now I have no, not a single clue what the what the line "empty space tracks throughout" means. What what does that mean? I mean, going back to and, and I'm being as charitable as I possibly can. Um, you made a reference to entropy. Mm-hmm. Um, the end consequence of the second law of thermodynamics is empty space. Sure. Ooh. Um, this is how the universe will end. The universe will have expanded so much that everything will be so far from everything else, personally, physically, existentially, philosophically, that effectively all of space will be empty. That's the best I can do. Wow, 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 wow. I mean, I, I, I admire your um, efforts there, Doc, but uh, it, it, it's stretching credulity a little to, to imagine that, 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 that that's what they were actually going for, I would say. But, but, but I, admire your, I admire your thought process. Um, and after that, it's pretty clear, isn't it? Disease engulfs, covers the world, my kingdom, my domain. So whatever, whatever this kind of hellish entity is that's risen, whether it's, you know, some kind of demon or whether, or whether it's Satan himself, ultimately is victorious. I have to say, some of the worst lyrics I've ever read in my fucking life, um, on top of, uh, yeah, um, just just very, very, very bad. And I love Slayer. My God. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it a strange world? It anything, is. Anything else to say, Doc? Before we uh, before we get on to the final part of the show. Um. I mean, they're really, really bad <laughs> that lyrics. Pause. That pause was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. That that, that shows the the, the the lengths we're having to go to to actually try to find something coherent to say. Well, I mean, I, I'm. I refuse. Um, I have more dignity and self-respect than to finish by going, it's a pile of shit. I don't know why I even shit um, no, we don't we, we do not want to finish that way because that's not in our hearts, is it, Doc? No, and um, you know, just because they do it wrong doesn't mean we can't do it right. Mm-hmm. Um but when confronted with something as a song as lackadaisical and can't be bothered, um, <coughs> As this, I have real trouble motivating myself as well. I think this is the first example. In fact, no, I'm going to save that comment to the, to the final appraisal. Um, sure. Are we done on the lyrics? I think so. Let's move on. Welcome to part four of Slaytanic Vercast. Here, we just offer our final thoughts and summations and discuss anything we might have missed along the way. But before we do that, of course, some details, spitting credits, music, 
by Panaman and by King. Lyrics by Araya Panaman and King. On set list, this track was played 30 times, putting in 85th position. The first play was Radio City in Anaheim on May the 28th, 1985. If I'm not mistaken, Doc, we've heard of that place before. It seems to me this is a gig where they tried out a bunch of new stuff. What do you reckon? Yeah, um, I think uh, we determined that Anaheim is either their hometown or, or it's relatively close to their own uh, to, to their hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably a show um, where they felt comfortable trying out a bunch of new stuff yeah. in front of an audience that they didn't maybe have to win over or would maybe a little be a little bit forgiving. Sure, or maybe just give them some useful feedback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last play was at a place called Lamour in Brooklyn on November the sixteenth. 1985, the same year. So they only they they started playing it in May. They played it for the last time in November, and then dropped it like a stone. I'm not totally surprised. I have to say, no, I'm not surprised at all. Um, so yeah, a final. Come on, wrap up thoughts. Then obviously we haven't considered this to be Slayer's finest moment. Um, any, anything further to say? I was going to say something, wasn't I? And, and, and I trailed off. Can you can you remind me? Um, no, the song has had a slightly no. deleterious effect on my head. No, that's all right. Don't worry. Uh, come on, your wrap up thoughts, Doc. And, uh, any any last thing you want to say before we before we before we shit on it even further with our scores? No, I mean, um, generally speaking, if you've got nothing to say, nothing nice to say, or nothing constructive to say, then uh, say nothing at all. So, yeah. I agree. I do agree. It's it's it, it's not a good song. Um, I found the, the the tone of it unpleasant. The structure incoherent. I mean, obviously the lyrics were were, were, were nonsense. But to be honest, I, I I never ever alter my score based on the lyrics because it's irrelevant. That's just an exercise we do for fun, really. Um, sure. You know. Um, <clears throat> but as a song, here's the thing, Doc. I've you know I knew I didn't like this song. As part of this experiment that we're doing, I I, I am trying to come into each track with fresh ears and try to listen to them you know um unbiased but i did know i didn't like this song i was hoping to be proved wrong in in the way that i was several times on the first album you know um and the thing is i think this track has cast a massive shadow over this whole album yeah well it's very 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 interesting and i'm sure we'll have more to say about that after the next track as well you know read that as you wish um, are you ready to are you ready to drop your score, Doc? Yes, I am. Go on then. Um, it doesn't even deserve a round condemnation. Um, I'm intentionally trying to damn it with faint praise by giving it one. <sighs> one out of one liquescent sword out of the ten that, that the doc has sheathed at his side at all times. Um my God, one out of ten. You've put me in quite a position there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to match you, Doc. It's one out of ten. I hated that song. Oh, let's hope we don't have to go there again for quite some time. 
Sorry about that, guys who are listening. What a bummer. Um, okay, that about does it for this episode. Don't forget, you can contact us on Twitter at Vercast or on email at slatanicvercast at gmail.com. You can intermittently also find us on Facebook from time to time on the occasions when Mark Zuckerberg doesn't hate us and ban us irrationally and for no reason. Um, Join us next time when we will be discussing the seventh and final track from Hello Waits, which is called Hardening of the Arteries. We'll see you then. See you next time, Doc. Bye-bye.